We didn't even have an intro. We just getting right into this, man. CGX Cast seventy three. So much to talk about. Uh, thank you guys all for being here. Uh, so in today's podcast, we're going to be discussing the GFN February roadmap again. Every month they give us a roadmap. Hold on. Uh, one second. Did you guys hear that? No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Weird. All right. Let's keep going. GFN, uh, again, give us the February roadmap. Let me just mute that real quick. So we're going to be talking about that and Dying Light to release for the platform. We covered the heck out of that game, and I'm sure a lot of people here covered it too. So we're going to be talking about Dying Light as well. Xbox Cloud Gaming give us their roadmap. Oh, man. Hold on. Time out one second. Got to pull some more people in here, dude. Uh, gamer, good to see you. I don't know. I don't know if uh, Chief, are you background or are you getting in here? Just came to check. Oh, okay, man. okay. I think he's just in background right, for now. So we'll take Chief off. But Gamer is on here too, and we have Duncan pulling on as well. So we have eight people today. It's gonna be, it's gonna be great. But yeah, we're talking about GFN, Dying Light 2 released, and other games, Xbox Cloud Gaming as well, to give us kind of a roadmap for what's to come for the platform for the beginning of the month. And again, later on, we're going to get the second half of what's going to be coming for Xbox Cloud Gaming. And there's a game on there that just is not cloud-based and is from a first to second party studio called Crossfire X. So we're going to talk a little bit about that and you know, there's some speculation as to why that is not coming to the cloud, right? Google Stadia, there's an article by, uh, it's called Business Insiders. We're going to break that article down. Um, so this is going to be a different format because normally we spend, you know, about 20, 30 minutes for each platform. But what I'm trying to do is kind of give that, inside the article 40 minutes if it goes over to an hour that's fine right because i i think a lot of people in this panel are going to have a lot to say about that article and then we're going to hopefully get to some sony purchasing bungie acquisition and also what that means for cloud gaming so again we have a lot to talk about today and we have a full panel so we're going to try to quickly get through all this stuff so we can get to some discussion pieces but let's check in with the panel and see how members are doing here makers how are you doing today sir what have you been playing what platform um i've been playing a lot i recently beat oh i'm doing good i've been playing horizon for uh, not forbidden west that's not out yet uh <laughs> zero, zero dawn yeah. on uh ps now and then so i I completed that. I beat that and the DLC. Um, I've been playing Star Wars Fallen Order on xCloud. Uh, one of my buddies, he's been playing through it on his Xbox, and we've been kind of going through it at the same time. I'm helping him along since I've beat it already. Cool, cool. But yeah. Uh, uh, other than that, uh, Monster Hunter Rise and some Final Fantasy XIV. Those are off cloud, though. Nice. Good stuff, man. Good to see you gaming and good to see you on here, Maker. Sure. How about you, Gamer TV? What have you been up to, man? What have you been playing? What platform? Uh, you know, I've been um I've been playing Dying Light. 
All right. I think hopefully yeah. most of us have been playing that, <laughs> but, uh, it's, uh, I, I love it. It's, it's tough, but, uh, but I love it. Um, I don't believe it's as good as the first, but it's still very, very interesting. Um, and extraction, you know, still, okay. still stuck on that. Um, I'm like, I'm very, very headstrong when it comes to, uh, getting my agents back <laughs> because, because I lose them. I mean, I, I get down to my final two. I'm yeah. like, oh God, I'm just going to, hopefully it's the first uh, objective that I can yeah. run in, get them and extract. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. Are you playing two heavy co-op games? Are you playing with people or are you run those games solo? Man, I, I can't play with people because like the pool is just too random. You're yeah. like, you have some guys, they're off to the left. Some are off to the right. I'm like, look, come on, man. I'm yeah. losing. I'm losing operators, man. I, I can't do this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cool, cool. Man. Always, always a pleasure having you on here, gamer. For sure. How about you, Holtz? What have you been playing? What platform and how you well, doing, sir? On the cloud front, I've not played nothing this week. I've only bought games, but I've never got around to it. I actually pre-ordered The Witch Queen, and I actually bought um, Dying Light 2, but I just haven't got the time to actually sink my teeth into it yet. And also, I actually bought um, Life is Strange True Colors just to get the remasters the geforce now so i feel like i should be playing it this weekend but not not at the moment because they're, they're quite new games but what i have been playing was on my switch i was playing pokemon legends arceus which you know it's been kicking back playing it i love the new features i love the new play style it reminds me of more like a breath of the wild color palette and adventuring up and down mountains and seas and stuff like that so i've just been playing that relaxing okay that's a game that I've been anticipating, uh, the Pokemon uh, game. Do you, does it live up to the hype for you? I think it's actually a great step forward. Like I said, the exploration, the exploring, and the sort of the way the narrative goes is actually a great little 20, 25 hours of a game. So okay. I'm, I'm nearly finished it. So I want to get rid of that. I'm going to move on to the games that I've bought for the cloud. Good, good. Good to have you on here, Holds, for sure. Dr. Space, sir, how are you doing, man? Why have you been playing? What platform? Yo, I'm doing really well. Uh, I've been pretty busy lately. I've played some Assassin's Creed Valhalla on GFN and also just started uh, Dying Light 2 on GFN as well. Fantastic game up to now. I'm not yet at the open world uh, uh, point of the game, getting there slowly, just barely touched it. Other than that, I've been playing uh, some PlayStation now with uh, Bloodborne and uh playing a bit of a xbox a bit of halo a bit of a the division 2 a few games here and there so touching a bit of stuff okay here and there fair enough fair enough good to see you gaming sir and uh thank you for being on the panel it's going to be great to get your you know the info on some of this stuff we're going to discuss but yeah good to see you space uh let's see I'm gonna say it's GTV. I'm gonna say it in the way, Jerry. How you doing, sir? Where have you uh, been playing what platform? Uh, pr- pretty much the same as Gamer. I was all about extraction up until Dying Light 2 coming out, and then that's pretty much all I've been up to between recording for videos and just trying to get some time in on my personal save and hope that I don't accidentally delete that one while making videos because we have limited <laughs> save, save slots. So I'm like right. deleting saves to start over again and record and do different things and i'm like man i've done it before where i'll delete that save making a video I'll be so yeah. bad um but i'm only like three hours or so in you know and a little ways past when you get into the open world and you do a couple more missions and 
Uh, I agree with Gamer on that. At least up to now, Dying Light 1 hooked me quicker in the beginning. I liked the story and the way that game started more. Um, but the, the core of the game is there, and I'm still really, really loving it, and I'm sure I'll put um, 80, 100 hours in easily by the time I'm done. Something I've been waiting for for a long time, but it doesn't quite grab me like one just yet. It's also a game that I much prefer co-op. Um, it's so much more fun to have two or three friends drop in with you and, and run around and loot as much as you can, craft the best weapons you can, and then before you know it, you're, you just go around and start one-hitting everything. Nighttime's not scary anymore. You just you get to a point where you can just do what you want, and that's that's where I like to get to in that game. So that's pretty much it, just working on stuff and, and dying late too right now. That's awesome, man. Awesome. Been watching your coverage on it, man. Seems like you are having a good time, enjoying it. For sure. Good to have you on here. Uh, Hell Monkey, how you doing, sir? What have you been playing? What platform? Dying Light 2, of course. Uh, testing. Um, I've enjoyed the testing more than the gameplay. We had a wee discussion about my lack of love for it. Uh, I've never been into any zombie games, any zombie movies, apart from, obviously, the classics like Shaun of the Dead and Zombieland. Um yeah, it's not my game. I can completely understand why people like it, uh, but I just keep dying. <laughs> I was so excited when I reached the open world. It's like, yes, here we go. Run around parkouring over the uh, over the rooftop, shouting parkour like they did in the office, and it's all great. But once you once I start getting serious about it, I just can't cut it. I'm just not enjoying it. Um, it didn't help. I skipped all the cutscenes where we were testing, so. I, I have no idea what, <laughs> What's going on, why yeah. I keep dying and, and yeah. things like this. And, um, I'm definitely going to start a new save and uh, and try again and give it give it a little bit more attention because I do enjoy the mechanics of it, the open world, you know, the craft and the looting. Um, you have to sneak around at times as well. Really enjoy that. Um, still playing Extraction. Just, just like Gamer says, it's, it's, it's such a good game. Um, I've not been down to only two operators, though. As soon as I lose one, solo, easy, straight in and get them back out. <laughs> no man left behind. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm just tidying over to Lost Ark. Uh, I'm going to get early access on the 8th of February because I purchased the Founders Pack. So um, I absolutely loved the beta of Lost Ark. Uh, it's, it's not coming to any cloud platform as yet, and I don't think it's going to. So I'm going to need to play that locally. Um, but I am just don't expect to hear from me from the 8th of February onwards. <laughs> um, don't call for help. I'm fine. I'm just really going to be enjoying this game, okay? <laughs> you got and, Shadow and... PC and Max Saddens, man. Are you not... Of course. Yeah, oh, okay. you do. Yeah, yeah, of oh. course you do. But... Um, they're quite expensive for some people, and it's a yeah. free-to-play game as well. Right. So okay. it's kind of hard to recommend that. I did want to say I, I, I'm going to have to add you because uh, I also pre-ordered Lost Ark there on you Steam. Go. So. Get it. We'll send it out to me. So that's space too. Yeah, Doctor Doctor. Yeah, I also ordered it. <laughs> there you go. Dag, did I miss something? Oh, it's either order, right? Dude, we no. All right, we're good then. We're good. Okay. <laughs> but I feel I feel left out now. I know, same, no, I same here. I, I want to be talking to you. It's like, oh, yeah, this game's amazing. Yeah, it, it looks really good. That like, plays so yeah. good as well. 
That's awesome, man. Good to see you guys gaming for sure. And yeah, I've been uh, playing Dying Light too, just for testing por- uh, purposes. Really, haven't really got into it much. Um, working on this comparison video, which I think should be going live either today, tomorrow, probably. But that's been taking a lot of my time. Um, I I wish to game Dying Light seemed fun, and it looks great on. GFM, we'll get more into Dying Light here in a bit, but yeah, that that game is, is fun to me, and the story looks decent enough, hopefully it keeps me engaged, but yeah, that's been my playtime for this week, and I've been okay, really busy, but okay, but yeah, enough of that, let's, let's get right into it, GFN, guys, we're not wasting time here, man, GFN, as you guys know, they give us a roadmap of February, right? Duncan, I really want to get his take on here because I think this month is quite decent. Again, with us getting Dying Light 2 and Sifu, if I'm saying that correctly, which is supposed to be a kind of big game for the PlayStation platform. And we're getting in GFN, right? So, again, I think they've been doing a good job recently getting some good games. But, again, we'll just talk about those games here in a bit. But Dying Light 2 has been... They celebrated two years of GFN, so if you guys have been rocking with them, just know this is the second official year uh, since they came out of beta. We got Life is Strange Remastered. This game also came out on Google Stadia. It's a free game, so we got to give Stadia a lot of prop there. And also Life is Strange Before the Storm Remastered came to the GFN platform, which was a free game for pro members for Stadia as well. Like I said, Darn Light, and we got a game called Warm Snow, right? But they gave us a list of games coming February, right? We have Werewolf, we have uh, Sifu, we have Diplomacy is not an option, Spellmaster, Destiny 2, The Witch Queen, SCP, Mother is Dead, Ashes of uh, Singularity, Away, uh, Escape Simulator. I'm just going to, Modern Combat 5, I'm just going to kind of pick out games here that I think is okay. Valley, Vanish of Ethan, Carter. Um, but yeah, huge list of games coming this month. And for my count, it's 20 plus games for February for GFN. So just going to open this up to the panel members and see what your take is on just the GFN news for this week. Let's start with Holt, sir. How was the GFN news for you this oh, week? Oh, this is this is this is the best month I've ever had with GeForce now. This is four games in total I've got this month. You know, I've got actually um, Life is Strange remastered on there. Yeah. I actually pre-ordered Sifu. It was ten percent off pre-order sale on Epic. Ooh. So I, and I plus I actually used my coupon, so I got oh. that cheap as well. Uh, I've got Dying Light and I got Witch Queen. So I think this is going to be the month where I actually start hitting heavy on GeForce now. Okay, but. But when I actually looked at that February list, I still wasn't impressed with it. Oh. I was looking at I was looking at it going, where's my King of Fighters 15? Where is my World of War? Not World of War, where's my um Warhammer 3? Where's my are we gonna get, you know, Grid Legends? Are we gonna get Elden Ring? So there was a bit of things where I thought maybe I'm expecting too much, but I was still wanting to see it on that GeForce Now list. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. How about you? Uh, let's get to GTP here. What's your take? Uh, uh, GTP. I love it. Go ahead. I Go ahead. love it. 
Hey, man, I'm everything. Um, yes, the, I, I mean, for the most part, I, and, and we do need Duncan here for this part. We really do for mm. some of these games because he would point out some great ones oh, that yeah. I'm not even going to be able to point out for the month. Yeah. And maybe somebody else will be able to do it. <laughs> uh, we definitely have a – I mean, it's a great list for uh, adding for PC games. It, mm. it, it's a strong list. We're back up to like 30 games this month, and we were saying like once we get more past the 3080 rollout of November, December, and the holidays in January, they'll probably pick things back up again when it comes to the game releases, right? And that looks like what's happening. We're kind of picking up steam on that again. Um, there's a, there are a lot of big games in February that aren't going to be on GFN or arguably other cloud platforms as well. Uh, but for me, I'm happy with Life is Strange Remastered, Dying Light 2, and Sifu. Um, that's, that's a pretty strong lineup, uh, for the month for any cloud service really. So that along with all the other games that I'm sure all different pockets of people, uh, will be playing on GFN throughout the month. I think it's, it's pretty strong. It's definitely a better comeback than what we've been seeing in the past couple of months. Yeah. So, uh, look at this list here though, real quick. They said extra games from January. So these games right here, right. They highlight and they didn't say was coming. Right, but yeah. it showed up. This happens a lot, right, with GeForce now, where we so, get the we get the yeah. surprises. So yeah. we never know. There could so, always be something. So what was that big game coming out this month? <sighs> what are you talking? Elden Ring? That would be a big one, but I don't uh-huh. I don't see it. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. I don't see it, especially with you the Souls games being off of there and and that. To, uh, uh, man, I don't know. But Stranger Things have happened. You know. Hey, hey, okay, cool, cool. Good to get your take on the. How about you, Makers? What's your taken the gfn news for this week um i think it's solid you know dying light 2 is, is a really good get as well as sifu i, I was thinking about because uh, I, I do have the coupon as well i was thinking about grabbing sifu for uh 10 bucks off um as a as for the other titles uh haven's a nice little indie game that that was on game pass a little while back Vanishing of Ethan Carter, it looks like they got the Epic Store version, which that's also uh, it's a really nice walking sim that I, I enjoyed a lot. Uh, so there's there's definitely kind of games for everyone in this list. That uh, you know, Warm Snow is a roguelite that that's seen some decent popularity on Steam as well. So overall, it's a it's a pretty pretty good month uh, list and. Uh, Hopefully we do have some surprises, though. It'll be really cool to see uh, Elden Ring on there, but with Bandai Namco not having like any games on, I just don't see it. Yeah, fair enough. So I just realized, uh, because we're like on speed turbo mode, we forgot to say what's up to the viewers who are watching. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> And someone made a lol appearance, Duncan. Good to see you on here, my dude. Um, how you doing? Let's check in with you real quick, sir. I know I'm your awesome. team lost. Yeah. Yes, we're, my team lost. I'm going to be really grumpy. So okay. uh, that's going to be fun for the other, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what I said. <laughs> anyway, Doug, it's good to have you here. But let's say what's up to you guys, and then we'll continue with the GFN news. So, Vet, it's good to see you. Tyler, it's good to see you. Ben, it's good to see you. Ray, good to see you. Uh, Sean, good to see you. I see you, Space. Good to see you. Zero Games for me. Good to see you. Daniel C., good to see you. Mr. Bay, good to see you. See you, Monkey Pluto's good to see you as well. See you, Chief. No poll today? I don't think we need a poll. 
Um, but we might pull one up if you guys really want to pull. Um, Porta, good to see you. Game, I see you in here as well. Isaiah, good to see you. Victor, good to see you. Vet, I see you. Flush you, good to see you. Cloud, the cloud gamer, good to see you. Um, I think I said what's up to you, uh, Ray, good to see you. Uh, Gaylord, good to see you as well. Mister, good to see you. Ron, good to see you. And C, C G D. Oh yeah, Lee. Cloud Gaming Dad. That's right. Good to see you, dude. Love the name change. Case Ball. Good to see you, Kiefer. <laughs> Haven't seen you in a minute, dude. Good to see you, for sure. Jay, good to see you. All right, Capricorn. Good to see. All right, let's get right back into here. So we checked in with um makers last how about you monkey what's he taking the gfn news for this week apart from dying light um this week alone uh nothing really for me uh warm snow is a very popular game uh, i'm sure duncan's gonna have more to say on that so roguelite the type of game that i like but it's got english subtitles so that kind of puts me off uh, unfortunately as for the games coming um, when I was looking at the games coming for February, I listed Werewolf and Spellmaster and SCP Pandemic in that video, and those three games I am definitely interested in. Uh, the Werewolf one, just to just to fulfil my geeky nature, um, it looks kind of cool. Um, so the Spellmaster, the saga as well, sort of open worldish RPG. Uh, and SCP Pandemic is a, a really interesting one. It's a tactical shooter. Uh, it's coming, I know, locally with NVIDIA Reflex and DLSS, so I'm going to presume, logically, it's going to come to GFN with those features as well. So that's going to add a wee bit extra flair in there. Um, as for the rest of the games, nothing nothing really jumps out at us other than haven like what maker said but uh, just because i remember that from uh, game pass as well i've looked through them as as they arrive uh, on a weekly basis and, and you know so i get a better opinion on them all um but yeah no uh nothing jumping out seafood if anyone's sort of wondering about that game if you ever played absolver which i just recently purchased Really good game. It's sort of hand-to-hand combat style. The 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 design style of the game. Um, it sort of almost looks like a watercolor sort of anime. Um, it's really engrossing and really immersive. It's hard though. Uh, it's going to challenge you. And seafood looks like it's going to be a wee bit faster paced. Um, just it's coming from the same developers. Really interesting game. Very popular game on PC as well. It's a it's a PC gamers game, I would say. Uh, I think that's going to do really well. Cool, cool. Thank you for that, Monkey. How about for you, Gamer? What What are your thoughts on the GFN news? What's the uh, stands out to you? Yeah, I think um, overall this month is uh, it's banner again for them. I mean, it's thirty games with uh, uh, the day and date. You know, um, games we we all love. Uh, in terms of casting a, a wide net on gamers and the entire ecosystem, uh, they, they they just do a good job, right? I mean, there are a ton of things in here I won't play personally, a ton of things that I'm going to skip over all day, every day. 
but Dying Light 2, Sifu, those are two games that I'm super excited about, or, well, now Sifu. I pre-ordered that as well, got the discount, but, um, you know, the rest of this, I probably won't, won't care for, but a ton of people will love, so I think it's, I think it's great. Awesome, awesome. Man, I, I feel like I'm missing the memo. You guys pre-ordering, getting the 10% off for Sifu and Lost Ark pre-order. Man, it's like I'm not, I'm missing out, bro. But good to see, good to see you guys pre-ordering that and excited for Sifu, for sure. Um, let's check in with Duncan. So GTP, GTP, I'm going to just say that and myself we're saying we hoped and wished that you were here for this because I want to get your take on the GFN news for February and these games coming. Okay, first of all, Warm Snow, absolutely amazing game. I didn't know anything about that game until it came. 20,000 people playing that a day. And it's like Hades, apparently. So mm-hmm. that has definitely got my interest up. Uh, there's no point going over safety and all that sort of carry on. Did anybody notice anything interesting in them games which are coming this month? I'm going to go with no. If I point out March of Empires and Modern Combat 5, they are mobile games. Mobile games, yeah. Are we going to see more mobile touch controls? Is this like a possible... Oh. I'm going to... Yeah, I've got, I've got people thinking so, yeah. Okay. Uh, they, there's some good games there which I want to play, but them two games is that actually got me going, what's going on there? Because there are two mobile games going on the GFN. I think that could be another test uh, for mobile touch control. Uh-huh. And, uh, I think the game's coming this month. And, and Destiny 2. You can't beat Destiny 2. Absolutely class coming. It is a big game. It, it is one of your bangers there, which is going to be getting played a ton of a lot. Uh, I, I from these other ones, I'm going to shout out Martha is dead. I think that has got something about it. It looks very, very interesting. A bit of a horror sort of game. And I just want to point out the game at the bottom, Vanishing of Ethan Carter, that was free during the Epic Sale. So always, uh, are, yeah. always playing your Epic games. Yeah, that's true. They did say around that season, make sure you claim all these games because we're going to try and get it. And GFN. Good stuff. Good stuff. So I'm looking at holds in space. Do we get y'all taken? I haven't got me. All right, go. Uh, my bad. Go ahead, space. Uh, well, of course, everyone talked about Sifu, uh, like a follow up from uh, Absolver. It's the same studio. It's an interesting gameplay. It's uh, definitely going to be a killer. One thing I wanted to mention about that game that's very interesting is that it's a game that's being heavily publicized as a PlayStation exclusive and barely mentioned that it is also on PC. And that's two games in not too long that we're getting on GeForce now that, that are being publicized as PlayStation exclusive. If you look at Kina uh, not too long ago, a few months ago. So very good take for GFN this month with Sifu there. And there were some other very interesting games, like uh, there was Troubleshooter, Abandoned Children. It's a game that's uh, got some good reviews over on Steam. Looks like almost, a, it's a tactic game, like almost similar to Final Fantasy Tactics, but with a more like the art style, it looks more similar to uh, the Persona series. So it's a modern Japanese, uh, 
like a urban looks. So that game I've been keeping an eye on for a while, thinking about adding it to my cart and always like, ah, no, I've got plenty of stuff. So I might look into picking that up. But uh, yeah, there's there are some very solid titles in there. Haven's one I've had my eye on for a few times. My um, look into as well. Uh, yeah, it's it's a solid month. More games in the month than there are days. So 30, 30 games <laughs> in a twenty eight day month. Sure. So definitely uh, GFN picking back the speed, going all in. It's yeah. very interesting to see. So and also Two Worlds Epic Edition. Uh, that's a classic Xbox game from a while ago, uh, Epic uh, Big World RPG. I haven't yet tried it. Uh, might give it a try once it comes out. But uh, I remember back in the day, like uh, it was a very popular game. So it'll be interesting to see. And one last thing I wanted to add. Uh, with next week, right now, for the Epic Game Store, it's Ukulele and the Impossible Lair. That game's on GFN. Last week it was Demon X Machina, and next week it's Windbound, all games supported by GFN. So, a lot of value there. Yeah, you know, got me thinking, Space, when you said that. Um, do, do you think it's a matter of time before Epic and GeForce Now strike some type of deal? To get the I mean, whole store in there? They, yeah, they seem to be working really well with one another, right? With, it's... With... Go ahead. Although it's unlikely because uh, there was a lot of legal procedure that happened for uh, devs to get their games off of GFN. I think they kind of pulled the games off just out of cautious uh-huh. caution because uh, they weren't too sure what the legal ramifications would be. If they strike a deal with one of the, those storefronts like Epic or Steam and they do it properly, it could be possible in the future to see that, like, that you're running the Epic Game Store app in GFN and then just bringing all the game as a Epic Game feature right. and not its own entity. It could, it might happen in the future, yeah. but it's something they have to thread very carefully uh, on the legal standpoint. Uh, right. It'll be interesting to see how the devs will react to that if they do try to do that. But if they do manage to bring that, it'll be a big one for GFN. Yeah, yeah. you know, these rumors of Steam, you know, potentially working on the streaming service i just wonder if they ever do go that route you know if epic will one day decide to get serious and you know maybe that's if you just look at the steam deck that's uh about to come out yeah it's its own uh os inside that's just running the, the games on steam that os might eventually be supported on gfn if you look at it into because it's an application on its own yeah so by having the Steam Deck portable that you can bring with you and load the games into it, what's the difference between that and playing the game on GFN on your phone at a certain point? It's it's just legal ramifications that are, I don't know. It I don't see why it wouldn't happen in the future. I think it's just because there was some uh, trouble on a legal standpoint, so we might see in the future. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. All right, did we get everyone's take here in GFN News? Cool. Uh, yeah, me personally, I think this is a good month. Um, again, it's great to have a roadmap with all the games that are potentially coming to your platform. I think this is not all, though. Again, like you said with January, right? We got like an additional six, seven games uh, from what they originally announced. So 
You might see all the rings. I know I'm, I'm, you know, thinking too highly of that. But again, remember, New World was not on your roadmap, and that just popped out of nowhere, and neither was Crisis, right? So, yeah, um, that'd be great. I'm just saying. I'm Go ahead. I'm gonna call. I'm gonna call something. I'm gonna say Elden Ring doesn't re- release on PC at least this month. Wait, I why? think they're. I think they're going to pull it from PC. Because... Why would they do that? Does anybody want to explain? Because I'm no good at this explanation. Maker, you go for it. I'm gonna put you under the bus. Alert. You brought it up. <laughs> PC, PC ports aren't usually the best. No, it's the hacking. They uh, there's oh, Xbox. Okay. The exploits in Dark Online Souls. Exploits. Yeah, in Dark Souls, they can hack over your computer, and apparently it's an Elden Ring as well. So oh. I would I would not be surprised if Elden Ring <laughs> gets delayed on PC. Yeah, it, it, let, it, let's keep that. Let's, <laughs> but no, it's a guess you pre-ordered it on. Yeah. Guess you pre-ordered it on Xbox. You did. Yeah. Nice. This is a great game. I also got it pre-ordered on Xbox. You guys in pre-orders, man. I gotta get my pre-order game up. Hey, my my month is filled with pre-orders. That's crazy. Crazy. Uh, I, we could I, see I Lost Ark on on uh, GFN because it is published by Amazon Games, who brought New World. So there is yeah, a possibility. This possibility. Yeah, there is a possibility. All right, let's let's move to Xbox Cloud Gaming again. Like I said, I really want to carve time for this this daily inside of. Uh, article so xbox uh gave us several games this month right we got let's see here crossfire x is coming but not to cloud to console and i do want to talk about that it's a game called besiege uh dreamscaper which uh we already covered edge of eternity which looks like a pretty good game that's coming out for cloud uh, there's a game called uh infernex i don't know if i'm saying that right Another game called uh, Skull, a game that released called Tell Lies, and then Ark is coming to the cloud. I think it's already here, right? There's a game called The Last Kid on Earth, and then Contrast. So let's see, we got one. We got 10 games confirmed for the first month of February. Again, they're going to give us more games second half of February, but out of those 10, nine of them are cloud, and we're seeing this pattern but one game one game which i would think would come to cloud did not make its way to cloud and that's crossfire x which is a game i i th- correct me if i'm wrong shot but this is a microsoft owned property type game either you know first party second party dev i don't know but this was one of those games that they highlight and again said coming to game pass a lot of people assumed that this would come to the cloud and i would say out of this list this is the biggest game on the list and it's not come to xbox cloud gaming so just want to check in with you guys what are your thoughts about these games coming and also what are your thoughts about crossfire x not coming to the cloud so we'll start with duncan here and you were starting with me i'm just a little yes, I'm, I'm not you started with me you almost need me at the end and took it me to say I something know, I, know. Uh, I actually uh i'm gonna go out here and i, I wouldn't be surprised if crossfire ends up in cloud as well because they do have a habit of dropping these games off cloud and magically appear it is an absolute disappointment at this moment in time that it's not coming uh because i from that list of games i'm 
I was thinking it was pretty meh, to be honest with you. Besieged is the only game uh, which uh, has tickled my fancy, but I know some of you guys have been playing uh, some telling lies, and I think you are enjoying it, so I may pick that up. I play Contrast back in when I had an Xbox One uh, many, many moons ago, uh, so uh, I've played that, but I, I've noticed it's either Besieged or Crossfire. I've for me, it's pretty meh. Okay. But this, is only, this is only the first half, but I do think we're going to get a big, a couple of big games coming to XCloud in the next couple of weeks because of what is happening over at PlayStation. Okay. What's happening over at PlayStation? Over the next couple of weeks, they're releasing a load of exclusives. They've got Horizon coming out, then you've got uh, Gran Turismo coming out, and you've got that Ghostwire Tokyo coming out as well. So they have got an absolute ton of big games. And Xbox is pretty quiet at this moment in time, and they're going to build up later in the year and get all the studios, blah, blah, blah. But I'm, I'm expecting something out from their field, like a cyberpunk with... Uh, uh, with the new patch, so it's super duper edition on the Series X and obviously on to X Cloud or uh, Battlefield 2042. I th- I'm expecting something on the main levels, something games which have had a bit of difficulty, but they're still big name games dropping on the Xbox uh, Game Pass just to counteract somewhat of what is going on with the PlayStation. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. How about you, Mako? What's your take on these games coming to the Xbox Cloud Game Platform and Crossfire not? Um, to me, Crossfire was a bit of a surprise that's not coming to cloud, but uh, I, uh, I feel I feel like it will. You know, uh, especially with being an Xbox exclusive title, putting in the cloud would uh, give those on PC access to it without them having to buy an Xbox. Um, as for the other games, you know, Arc Ultimate, we already had the base Arc in in Game Pass. Uh, that wasn't a real big get, in my opinion. Uh, Telling Lies looks cool though, and uh, I've been thinking about picking that up or and trying it out. Contrast, I believe, was made by Compulsion Games, the developers behind We Happy Few. So it's nice to see some of their back catalog coming onto Game Pass. Uh, I, I assume that one is probably going to be a permanent one since it was developed by them. Okay. Uh, but uh, yeah, I think it's an okay. You know, it's not as good as GFN. Okay. Remember though, this is the first half, right? There's still, like Duncan was saying, still more hopefully to come. But yeah, it's good to hear Yeah, your take on this. How about you, uh, Jerry? What's your take on these games coming and press by not to the cloud? Uh, very much like Duncan on this. I'm not super excited about the first half for me, although it's good to see 10 games filling in the library. Grounded, the update for Grounded, uh, Microsoft Flight Simulator, and Crossfire X are the three things announced that I'll be doing, that I'll be playing, and none of those are going to be cloud supported. Like <laughs> Flight Simulator is not on X Cloud yet, even though they did say last summer they were trying to get it there. They they've not been able to do it yet. Um, and Crossfire X, I'll be playing that as well on my console. I don't know why it's not coming to cloud yet, but like everybody else is saying, it's probably just going to wind up showing up there. But 
as we all know, it's it's not always just as easy as the game runs the same and you just stream it. There are often performance issues and problems that happen when they're trying to run these games in the data centers and stream them out. And they may have just run into an issue where they're not able to get the performance where they want. And if that's the case, that's fine. Just hold off on it because... For me, xCloud is still a little hit and miss with some of the games. Some perform extremely well, and I really enjoy it, like Halo Infinite or Extraction. But then other games get super pixelated or have an issue for me. Um, and I don't want that with a fast-paced FPS shooter like Crossfire X to happen in the cloud. So if it's not ready, it's not ready. But hopefully it will wind up being there eventually. Yeah. So it's so a good thing that you said that, because I think it was IGN or GameStop. They just recently covered the single-player portion of this game, and then they said performance-wise, it wasn't good. Um, yeah, that's, and so, I, I saw that, too. That's yeah. what's making me think, you know, if, if they're having issues running it locally, it's it's right. not ready for cloud to stream yet on cloud. So um, they may be a couple of months or a few patches down the road before they can add it, or maybe something will be able to happen sooner, but... I don't want it to be a horrible experience where people can just say, oh, wow, you know, xCloud's trash because Crossfire X doesn't run well on it. You know, I don't want them to put themselves in that position. I'd rather them hold back. True. Good point on that. How about you, Space? What's your take on these games coming to the cloud and Crossfire not? Uh, Well, Edge of Eternity is a game that's been sitting in my Steam library for, uh, not library, but wish list for a while. So I've actually just taken it off. I think I did, but uh, it looks like a fantastic game. So the fact that it's uh, now coming to console and it's going to Game Pass day one is fantastic. I will definitely try this game out. Uh, other than that, it's uh, some pretty uh, good game. Contrast was uh, pretty popular on PlayStation. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if it's new to Xbox. But I know I've seen it uh, before on PlayStation. Certainly looks interesting. Crossfire X. Uh, the reason why it's not going to cloud, like uh, Jerry was saying, like it could just be performance if they were having issues uh, running it locally. Uh, but also, if you look at any uh, any videos of the game, it's super fast paced, pace, but not just that. There's a lot of change of colors around, a big explosion. It's a very dynamic. Uh, movements on the screen uh more than most shooters my experience personally with xcloud if i play it plays better on mobile and it plays better if i'm playing uh, like a retro type games that doesn't have a lot of movement on screen so uh some solid uh colors that cover part of an area and so the moment i start to have a lot of movement on the screen then i'm having all kind of, uh, of glitches so if there's a lot of movement in the game that will uh, basically push those glitches more to anyone who's have, however, a little bit of uh, issues uh, with their network for xCloud. So it might make the game unplayable. Another reason why I would see that uh, the game is unplayable is if they have in the because if I'm not mistaken, they they're pushing for a multiplayer mode in this game that should be pretty solid. It's only on console, so. If there's an anti-cheat system that's really optimized for console and you throw in the uh, blades in that, even though it's supposed to be a Xbox Series X blades, it might still register differently to it, the cheats, the anti-cheat system. That might cause an issue for now, so they might have uh, decided not to put it in there. So it could all be just tied to that. It can be many reasons. Okay. 
Fair enough. Thank you for that space. All right, guys, uh, just real quick, I posted a um, yes and no question. Uh, you guys can see it in the comments. Let me know what your thoughts are because we are going to be going right into Google Stadium next. And again, I want to spend a lot of time here. So just take a minute to answer that uh, yes and no question. And it'll be good to take a look at that as we're discussing um, Google Stadia. So let's get to Gamer TV. What's your take on these games? 10 games coming to Xbox Cloud Gaming and Crossfire X not making its way to the cloud. Yeah, I think um, I'd like to know the process of how they how they're choosing which games to bring to the cloud and which uh to avoid it seems very arbitrary to me at the moment right but um yeah i'm not sure if this is a full game pass uh negotiation at the publisher level or not but whatever it is it's pretty annoying um now given and that's one one cool thing i will say about things like gfn stadia and whatnot you kind of you kind of know you don't really have to deal with it because it's solely cloud. Um, Game Pass is everything, right? So uh, something's going to get the short end of the stick, and it seems like you know cloud kind of falls behind with, with titles such as Flight Simulator and you know this here, this uh, Crossfire X. But um, yeah, man, I, overall for these games, I'm not interested in any of them. Um, it's just weak for me personally. <laughs> Like, you know, they, they could have, week. yeah, yeah. It's a week, week for X cloud. I mean, they, they could have, they could have skipped all of this and just, you know, fast forward it to the back half of Feb. Yeah. I hear you. Good stuff. And holes. Did we get to you on this? Yeah. I'm the same. I look at these games and I think to myself, I'm not really a game with a focus on Xbox ID games. I'm not a game with a focus on previews. I'm not a gamer who likes rogue like games. So when I saw these, I was like, Nope, not one for me. And I thought to myself, Game Pass has spoilt me the last few months. So when I see, I was expecting something over the last six months to drop on cloud to really excite me, to really rival PlayStation's lineup this month. And I would like to, I would have liked to see, like, once again, I mentioned it before, but Grid Legends, if you were working with EA to bring a game, I would have thought you would have dropped Grid Legends, for example, to rival Gran Turismo. Something that I was expecting to hype me up, you know, it would at least made me you know, subscribe this month if I wasn't a Game Pass um, user. But, yeah, seeing these games, I'm not interested one bit. I won't have a look at them. I won't play them. And, yeah, not for me. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, uh, I think this the games coming are good fillers, right? Nothing. I really was looking forward to Crossfire X, one of my actually most anticipated game this spring coming to Xbox Cloud Gaming. So the fact that... It, it's not showing up for cloud. It is kind of disappointing, but hopefully it's a reason for that. Like GTP was saying earlier, um, maybe it's performance issue, right? So we'll have to wait and see. Um, but yeah, this is, I, I guess, like a decent filler. I wouldn't even call it good, decent, right? Um, but yeah, let's see what the second half of February has for Xbox Cloud Gaming. And, and like Duncan was saying, we might see some bangers added to this list. Go ahead. Oh, yeah, I was just going to add something here. It's just something, it's worth pointing out. xCloud is in the same position, basically, as GFN in this regard. Standards are much higher there, and we expect more. We expect bigger and better games than they're dropping here. And I think it is just worth pointing that out. If if, 
I'm at this moment in time. I'm just I'm still counting Stadia before we count it. If this if these games went to Stadia or Luna, we would be saying that's a banging sort of week or a banging couple of couple of weeks for for in Stadia land for for them. It would be good weeks, but. And I just want to draw that point there. And nine to five, baby, nine to five. Yeah, I, <laughs> I'm I'm disagreeing because, like I just mentioned, I don't like roguelikes, I don't like old games, and I don't like uh, previews and stuff like that. So if it came to stage, I wouldn't be saying, "Woohoo, these games are amazing." I would still have that thought in mind. And it's it's Xbox's great marketing that they've brought great games that I expect this service to keep on getting better, especially when other services are sort of bringing great games. So I feel like. Yeah, it's it's sort of Game Pass's fault that I've got this expectation. So I'm happy for the people who want to play these fuller games. I'm happy for the gamers that if it's for you. But I'm just saying, you know, it's not for me this month. Yeah, yeah I, I think it is worth pointing out, and Collins made a good point in the chat as well. You, you can't have these banging weeks every single week. We can't have the months of banging games. It just doesn't work like that. Just how all the, all these platforms say it's. I think it is just worth mentioning that as well. You just can't bring games which you can't bring at that time. Uh, look at last month. They got the entire Hitman trilogy and Rainbow Six Extraction. It was a really good month, honestly, last month. Um, so it, I, I, I'll give them this pass this one time, but I do think it's kind of a very eh. Yeah, so to me, it's like I know they brought them games he just mentions, and back they bought Halo Infinite and they bought Forza Horizon Five, and I was just expecting to see games that Xbox was working with the last six months to bring to Game Pass. I was expecting games that we would have seen last August, September to come. So that that's what I was just expecting. Okay, fair enough. Anyone else want to add to the Xbox Cloud Gaming news? By the way, I just want to say kudos to you guys. We're killing it on time. Exactly what I was hoping for so this gives us this gives us some time to really get into this article all right so let's oh i didn't get my seat i didn't get my seat damn it monkey that's why that's why ace 40 was on time he was actually pushing monkey let's go monkey what's your take um I can't add anything to what you guys have said so far about the games that are coming this month. I agree. I don't think it's the best. Um, but what I will say is, just in case anyone thinks uh, we're not being neutral or anything, um, we are losing five games as well. Control uh, leaves. Code Vein leaves. That's a very good Souls-like uh, RPG. Uh, the Medium's leaving. Project Winter and the Falconeer. Um they're off on the 15th and um, we did get the announcement that MLB The Show is going to be coming to Game Pass and it's going to be on cloud come April uh, April 5th or, 5th or 6th I think it, uh, it releases so we don't need to look for that elsewhere we know it's going to be coming to xCloud which is, which is good and I firmly believe the performance should be better this year because the hardware upgrades weren't in place when it came last year. So hopefully this version will be optimised and I might not strike out. Okay, fair enough. Thank you, thank you. All right, so fellas, this is uh, the moment in a way that we've all been kind of wanting to get 
where are you going, Mike? I think this is going to be a good discussion piece because it gives us a lot to chew on. It gives us a lot to bite on. Some people might sit here and say, oh, this is just speculation. This is just rumors. But the truth of the matter is, if Google is not went, not wanting to paint their own narrative about Stadia, then it leaves for stuff like this to happen, right? All of this speculation could have easily been avoided, right? If someone from the head up can just be like, all right, this is what's going on within, right? And this is where this platform is going. But it seems like Phil, Uncle Phil, and whoever who's top there at Google Stadia, just uh, communication is not the strong point. So this article leaked from Business Insider about just the state of Stadia. And a couple of things come up to me um, that I do want to discuss about just Stadia as a whole. And it'll be good to get y'all's take on this. But to get started, let's just check with the panel and see who actually have read this article. And just quickly uh, give your take on what your feelings are. I am going to get in depth with some questions to kind of break things down a little bit, but just want to see who read this and what's your take on it. So anyone can just hop on with that. I'm calling them fine. Fine. All right. I mean, everybody's sitting here has read it. You can't tell me this panel has not all read read numerous articles. Uh, and and you know we'll get you know more in depth with your questions but yeah i've yeah. i've gone over it and followed this for the past couple of days and yeah. to be honest for a lot of us who have been covering stadia since the beginning and especially since last year a lot of this is more just confirmation of what we assumed to be going on but did not know right nobody really knows because as always communication is horrible when it comes to Stadia, and it always has been. It's one of its big downfalls. And so things like this have to come out now. There hasn't been any refudiation or anything from Google. Everything's, you know, I've seen everyone from The Verge to GameSpot to IGN to Business Insider. Everyone ran with it, ran with the whole story. So it's right. everywhere. Um, we've seen tweets that you'll probably bring up later from Stadia and and stuff. It's It's been really interesting. Um I don't think it's a big surprise to a lot of us that Google's focus on Stadia now has been is very minimal compared to what they want to do with the tech side of things, right? We've always said that if Stadia wasn't going to be successful, but they have all this great tech that works, there's other ways to go out there and make money with that. And it appears that's really the hard shift that they're going to be heading toward and that, you know, um, Ubisoft and indie games, that's... That's what we're looking at right now. If there's not going to be, if Google doesn't pay for games, they're not coming. Nobody's bringing games for free because the player base isn't there. So if Google's saying they're not going to spend the money, you've got Ubisoft and indie games and 20% of their focus. So uh, leaving it there, because I know we're going to get into a lot more. It just, it, it confirms a lot of things, but also it just doesn't look great. And I don't see Google changing their focus to try to make Stadia a success that it should have been from the beginning. Right. I, I'm going to thank you for that. I'm going to take two more and then we're going to get in debt here. So anyone else, uh, two more people, just if you read it, was he taking it so far? I'll okay. Go. Yeah, I know that she just, okay. what, just quickly, Duncan, and then you can go. Uh, I'm just going to quickly say I'm not surprised by anything that I've read in any of the articles. I think anyone with a level head... Uh, 
knew this was what was going to happen. All the signs were there. Uh, the biggest question that remains is just how much support is Google going to give Stadia? Will we see FIFA, Madden, um, the, the next big Capcom game, the next Sega game? Will we see those types of games or is it going to become an indie sort of platform? Um, that's the question for me. And if that is going to be the case, hypothetically, I think it's a big waste. Um, I've always had the mindset that Stadia would be so much more if Google didn't create it. So. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for that, Monkey. Uh, Duncan, you were going to say something? I can't remember what I was going to say because I've got a memory like a goldfish. Uh, I think there's a couple of telling, uh, telling points in, in the article. Uh, again, we're going to be going into it in more detail. First thing I want to point out, which I'm going to give a bit of ray of light to start off with, there is people inside Google or inside Stadia who are trying to fight for Stadia. And I think that is well worth uh, saying. Uh, I'm going to say for me, I let anybody else jump in. I do not want Stadia to fail. I have said this numerous times, despite what is out there about me, and I know about this panel as well. I want it to succeed. And uh, come on, we'll just move on. To, we'll move on. We'll move on. Uh, this this has uh, confirmed, if you believe it. I, I, for, I for one believe this. This is a speculation paper. It's un, unnamed sources, but if you if you work inside this sort of thing, or if you you learn about this, you do know there's a reason why these are unnamed. They will give you the information as long as you are do not name them. Uh, it is common practice. You can believe it, or you cannot, or you don't have to believe it. It is entirely up to your uh, self. But th this is. Uns not unsurprising, myself and Jerry basically said this as this happened. This is what it is going to do. And um, within the year, we have seen this grow. And this isn't, I told you so, I told you so. This is just, if you go back and watch, it was just, we thought this was going to happen. Again, you're going to be going into more details here, but the white labeling is the priority. It is going to be their bread and butter. That is where they're going to make their money. And I think there's some key parts in that. Uh, churn is a massive issue within Stadia. It's something we've brought up before. There is churn within Stadia. We've seen it in the wider community. We've seen it with the content creators as well. People stay with Stadia for a bit. They get their hook into gaming again and they move on because it's not fulfilling the needs. So uh, let someone else speak now. Right. All right, so let's get right into this article. Again, Business Insider. Um, I'm going to pull out some stuff here and just check in with the panel members and see what you take us in here, right? So again, some people might say, this is all speculation, this is all rumors, but it seems like a lot of people ran with this story. And again, uh, from what we're hearing, people from the stadium team are not denying any of this. And some of these moves and some of this stuff that you read here really echoes what a lot of people have been saying. So if it's not true, right, come out and say it's not true and give us a direct roadmap as to what's going on with this platform. So until we hear from Google 
I'm just going to assume that most of this is coming true because I'm it's type of true is what I meant to say. Because again, um, this came from people inside uh, from what we're hearing here. But let's talk about this, right? Current and former employees said that the priority was now on proof of concept work for Google Stream and securing the white label deals. So if you guys don't know what Google Stream is, Google Stream is kind of the um, business to business side of things where Google would be using Stadia as a white label, right? We saw that with um, WB and uh, Batman, right? To where with AT&T, you were able to play Batman through or with Google Stadia. So stuff like this in this article, they stated that, you know, they're in talks with Bungie and other companies to make this a thing. Right. One estimated about again, estimated about 20 percent of the focus was on consumer platform. Right. So I just want to touch on that part of thin, uh, this this article real quick. How does this make you feel? Right. If you are a consumer invested in Google Stadia and you're hearing that Stadia now. Right. 80 percent of the business is focused towards uh, consumers and 20 is focused on you. The con- uh, twenty, I mean, eighties business, twenties consumers, you, right? To me, I'm just gonna say my phone. I'm open up. This makes a lot of sense, right? All of the stuff that we've been saying, lack of marketing, right? Why aren't they getting any games? And we'll get to the AAA games here in a bit, right? It, it makes sense if the if Google is the company is not funding Stadia for the consumers, right? It makes sense why we've always asked the question, what is going on with uh, market and how many people are working in Stadia? It almost feels, based on the mistake that the marketing team makes, like they don't have enough people or that they don't care enough for the product. So when you say a company is spending 20% or focusing 20% on the consumers, why they keep fumbling, to me, makes sense. So again, I'm just going to open this up. And the second part of this stays there. Are plenty of people internally, like Duncan was saying, who would love to keep this going. So they're working really hard to make sure it doesn't die, but they are not the ones writing the check. So we can sit here and scream from the rooftop. We want AAA games, right? But if Google is not willing to open up their wallets to get those games in the platform, it's a waste of time, right? And for the people working at Google Stadia, I this this makes me sad for them because it shows they don't want the platform to die. Like we don't want the platform to die. But Google, like Hello Monkey was saying, if it, another person would have got this company, if another person would have, you know, created Stadia, this platform probably would be more successful than it is. So this part right here, we'll start with this. Just want to open this up to you guys and see what your take is on here. So to get started, let's start with Holtz here. Well, when, when I read this, I was like, well, I'm, I've got to come out and say it. I'm a very shallow gamer. So if that 20% of effort was focused on 20% of effort towards me, I'll be happy. Because like, I, I've, I've got like Dark Souls, uh, Darksiders 3, I've got Life is Strange remastered on the pro titles um i'm looking forward to like elden elder scrolls 
DLC. I've got Ubisoft titles coming. Uh, I've got Destiny Warriors Empires 9 coming as well. So to me, I feel like these are all games that I'm happy that they've come to a cloud platform and they're all on Stadia as well. So I feel like if they brought the other 20% together, nearly to 100 games that catered to me, I'll be happy. I know a lot of people, it won't cater to them. So they'll feel you know, disheartened reading this. But to me, I feel like I just need to see where they're going in the next few months. So, yes, I'll be upset if Grid Legends never came. I'll be upset if FIFA never came. I'll be upset if WWE never came. And there's loads of titles that I can I can be disheartened about in the next few months. But at the moment, I'm just sticking to that if they bring games like The Witch Queen and stuff like that, which caters to me, I am happy with the service at the moment. Okay. Fair enough. How about you, uh, makers? Let's check in with you. What's your take on this right here? The twenty um, percent focusing on consumers, and also the employees working for Google Stadia. How they feel about working there? Um, the twenty percent is not. It's not enough. You know, it, it's a brand new platform, and making it 20% of your focus is not a good thing. Like, uh, look at the original Xbox. You know what they did when they showcased that? They had uh, Bill Gates go out there with The Rock to showcase the, the console. They they went all out. Bill Gates gave the first person uh, in line, and I think it was in Times Square, the the Xbox. They, they spent billions on the project for the first like five or six years the fact that they've now reduced it to 20 percent for the consumer facing shows that they're not willing to invest in the platform and if if the company isn't willing to invest in it it it's very discouraging uh as someone who's who has spent a lot of time in in stadia and a lot of a decent amount of money I, i shouldn't say a lot but you know uh it's it's sad to see uh, i i really wish this wasn't the case and like a lot of people pointed out it was kind of apparent this past year uh lack of communication no connects uh just lack of titles coming back and lack of uh cancellations of stadium maker programs all of it it was signs of lack of funding and I just wish Google was a bit more committed into the platform because I definitely can see, could see Stadia standing up there with, with the others if they really tried. Yeah. Thank you for that. Make a space. Let's check in with you, man. What's your take on this, this portion of the article? It's pretty much, validating a bunch of stuff we've been saying for close to a year now it's every suspicions we had uh, a lot of stuff that's been confirmed through that article uh they've been ramping down the uh <clears throat> the efforts to bring games to to stadia stadia still got some pretty good games in the last year but they've been pr- pretty far apart from one another and we're at a point right now that those deals are starting to be off. Like at the end of the month, there's Elden Ring coming. Up to now, it has not been announced for Stadia, yet the developer is from software. 
who published uh, Sekiro Shadow Die Twice on Stadia. And they had a moderate success with that game on there. And that game is now published through a new publisher, uh, Bandai Namco, who also published some games on Stadia. Yet we don't know if that game's coming to Stadia. Up to now, it has not been announced. So we're seeing a pattern of games that uh, should be coming to the platform and are no show. That's not good. I've been saying for a while now that <clears throat> Stadia is, has taken a pace of having less and less game, and it's not good for the consumers. Stadia needs, basically Google needs to increase the, the efforts or just shut it down. They cannot stay with the current pace they're having right now. So, and this article is just showing that it's the worst case scenario. They they intend to keep the current pace and not move from that because they want Stadia to just be a proof of concept, uh, just a to show that the technology works so they can sell the business to business uh, project. So it's really bad for the consumers because you have to consider when you buy in a platform, like most of us use a bunch of different platforms, but most people will go for one platform and stick to that platform. A lot of people only have PlayStation. A lot of people only have Xbox. Well, you're telling someone who's going to go with only Stadia that all those crazy odd games that are coming out right now, Dying Light 2 just came out. It's not on Stadia. And now Elden Ring at the end of the month, it's on most major platform. It's not on Stadia. So you're telling those people that they're missing out on every single one of these games. And according to this article, there is no negotiations being done for uh, any more AAAs coming to Stadia, except maybe for Ubisoft titles. It's not good. It's really not good for the consumers that are buying into that ecosystem. So with Elden Ring at the end of the month, it will be revealing as to if yes or not, they really scrapped off any effort to get AAA games on the platform. Okay. So it's not looking good. Okay, fair enough. Thank you for that space. How about you, GTP? What's your take on this um, article, this portion of it? The, the gaming space is so different from what it was when Stadia first came out and they kind of wanted to compete against consoles. And that's not really the, the case anymore as Microsoft and, and Sony move further into putting their games everywhere and moving into cloud and having fantastic subscription services with loads of content. Um, I believe that when SG&E was closed down last year after the Bethesda purchase, that's when Google started having more serious talks about gearing things down and maybe shifting that focus over to the white labeling. Um, I'm sure all of us have worked on projects uh, either in our own businesses or with others that we were extremely passionate about that we wanted to keep alive no matter what, but we knew, right? But, but we knew it was, it was failing and any business endeavor I've ever gotten into um, I've given it two years. That was always my timeline to be in the black to be profitable and to be a success. Any business endeavor I ever had that wasn't either shifted focus dramatically as you would to try to get money out of some portion of that business that you created for Stadia, that's the white labeling and using their tech, or you shut it down completely and move on. So I think a lot of this, if true, is just something that's been happening in the past year for Google to shift and say, we've invested a ton in this cloud gaming tech 
if we can't make the money on the consumer side, we need to make it up on the B2B side. And, and that's how it's going to be. And we're not going to focus here anymore. I mean, we saw all the connects disappear last year. We saw a lot of things change with Stadia last year. I was really hyped for the platform in 2020. As soon as 2021 rolled around and SGNE closed, Twitter got even more quiet. Communication didn't improve. We got no great roadmaps and no connects happened. Like none of us were talking every other week about Stadia anymore like we were in, in 2020. So if true, this kind of a shift is not a surprise because they're going to want to turn some kind of a profit out of all of this research and tech and hard work they've done to create a streaming tech that's actually really good but they weren't good at making a gaming division and a gaming side of Google, at least not yet. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for that, GTP. How about you, Gamer TV? What's your take on this portion of the article? Uh, well, um, I look at it all objectively, right? Um, number one, Business Insider, extremely credible source. That's that's first and foremost. Wait, there's some people in the chat are saying they're not credible, man. No, they're crazy. Um, BI is an extremely credible source. Okay. They aren't Kotaku, right? Um, number two, I also take it um, with a grain of salt in some ways. The 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 numbers, the estimations, twenty percent. Can't verify that. We don't know that, right? right? Um, and then, relatively speaking, twenty percent effort for Google is probably one hundred and fifty percent effort for a much smaller or another company. Who knows? We, we can't we can't really weigh that. But what we can do is really judge what we've seen with our own eyes. Right. That's the lack of connects, lack of big AAA titles outside of Ubisoft. You know, so those things we can judge and say, well, shit, something's going on. Right. Um, is it doom and gloom? No, I don't believe so. I, I think it's a very smart shift in strategy that probably started a year ago, honestly. And they're they're finally ready to roll it out and push forward with it on the Stadia side and can both exist, the consumer side of Stadia and this B2B initiative? Of course it can, because they don't need any they don't need consumers to buy the games or whatever. They can stop bringing triple A's as long as it still works for the games you have and they bring in B2B clients. It's fine. Right? They're all it's all the same system. So they aren't gonna strip the consumer side of Stadia and work on this B2B side, right? So, I mean, they're, they're hand in hand. It's one feeds the other. It's the same thing. It's more of like an offset a little bit. Um, will they bring the, the great titles? Who knows? I don't know. Probably, probably not. Will it be another 2021? Probably, right? Uh, will it be a 2020? No, I, I highly doubt that. But 2021, we'll probably see that moving forward with Stadia. And if that's good enough for you, then great. Keep going on with it because Stadia today isn't going anywhere. In 2023, it isn't going anywhere. This is streaming tech that they they have. It's built out. It, it's, it runs well. They aren't going to dump it. Okay. But would you say expectation-wise, like you were saying, 2021, if, if that's what you're comfortable getting, right, then, you know, this, this platform might be for you. And we'll, yeah, we'll get into some, yeah, yeah okay. absolutely. Cool. Good good to hear you take on that gamer. Let's check in with you, Duncan. What's your take on this portion of the article? Okay, for this art part of the article, gamer, you're flipping 
banker. I said banker, don't say the other word because you just actually uh, uh, took part of what I was going to uh, say. I think there's too much looking at this 20% nonsense. Uh, I, I think the, the, the terminology better there is their focus is on uh, white labeling. I think this. this People are getting too fixated on this 20. It's an estimate. It's to, I from this whole article, that is the biggest grain of salt that I would go for for that is the 20%, uh, because I think they're just pulling that out from their backside for that part. Uh, again, it's I'm not. There's other more interesting parts of, of, of this article for me, but for this bit here, I know that's a sexy looking one there because it's in the 20%, but I think that's the biggest bit of the speculation part of this uh, for me. So for me, that's not uh, a real big part of it. So, yeah, uh, I just want to touch on a bit more what Maker said, or not Maker, uh, Gamer said. Uh, Business to business and business to consumer can uh, work together. My feeling now is people who stay on playing on Stadia are just the guinea pigs for their main clients. Uh, They are going to just test these new features, test the new upgrades, but the big games, I don't think they're going to be coming unless they manage to maybe plan ahead and go, we're going to give you... I'm going to just do this for badness. 20% off uh, the price for your white labeling if you drop this game on the stadium as well. Do something that something a bit like that. But it's it's just not looking good for the big games. But if you're happy with the level of games uh, as we got last year, I would actually say probably worse than last year. Take out a couple of the big AAA games. I think you're going to be happy enough for the way Stadia is going. Okay. Fair enough. Thank you for that, Duncan. Um, all right. So I think we covered everyone for this uh, little bit. Uh, <laughs> Hellmonkey, go ahead. And uh, Maker. Okay. Sorry, Monkey. <laughs> Dude, what's going on, man? What's going on? Uh, no, go listen. Um, as I said in the beginning, I'm really not surprised by what we're hearing. Um, just want to touch on what Gamer said a little bit. You know, you know, 20% of Google as you know, as I said, 150% a smaller company. 20% of what though? You know, does Google have 10,000 employees working in the, their cloud division on Google Stream? If so, 20% of 10,000 is quite a lot. Does it have 100? That's pretty low. We don't know. We don't know. Um, what I am interested in, and, and Duncan sort of alluded to it, what comes out from the business to business? Because if Google are going business to business, then another company is going to bring that to the consumer, I would imagine, um, in terms of this Google stream. Is it just gaming? Is it going to be any type of VR? Um, we just we just don't know. And will we see any benefits of Stadia? As for this year, I don't think it's going to be anywhere near uh, as good a quality uh, of games as last year. But if the business-to-business side of this does well, then maybe Google can start propping up Stadia with a bit more funding and, and bring the games that way. 
But the biggest thing for me out of all of this, when Stadia first came around, I jumped in. It was my first time cloud gaming. I hadn't did it before. Thought, yeah, new tech, let's get in here. This is amazing. I thought this is this is great. Never touched my Xbox. Eventually sold my Xbox. Um, was was quite happy with where my life was then, being able to jump in, and then you start hearing oh, cloud native games and Jade Raymond, uh, and then they publish the the bought up Typhoon. You're thinking, wow, where's this going? Two years later, this shit ain't happening. But I came in as a consumer, based on what they first promised and alluded to was going to be the future and that's all gone so yeah i am pissed off because it's not what they said it was going to be they've just completely backtracked and went the other way and went oh money you know they don't want to do the long term estate alone they want to just do the business side that's what they're good at that's fine but i wasn't putting this there to be a guinea pig for google and it just happens too many times with their services, unfortunately. Um, we become guinea pigs before they go and sell it off to, to another business. And it's it's really poor, and we really should have seen it coming. But it was that good that you didn't think that this was going to happen throughout the first year. True. That's, that's my biggest take, and that's my biggest gripe in all of this. Thank you for that, monkey. Uh, let's check in with you, Maker. We didn't get you, right? What's... Well, no, we, I, I, I did say my piece. Uh, oh, okay. I, I saw you waving earlier. I, I was trying to get your attention. Oh, okay, so. cool. All right. Well, good, good. That, that gives us more time. Uh, let's get to the second piece of this article that I do want to share with you guys, right? So this part... We finally know what the heck Uncle Phil is, man. Uh, in the summer of a- is, is state in summer after Google closed its internal studio, the state division was recognized under the subscription and services section of Google's device group Harrison, who previously reported directly to Rick. Um, the device and service chief now reports to Jason. Uh, I'm not going to bother with the last name. Google's vice president of subscription service. Two people familiar said, right? So Harrison has now moved back to his home in London. He had been in California since 2018 working from Google's Mountain View headquarters. So just want to open this up to you guys. What's your take on this? Uh, knowing where Uncle Phil lives now and what he's been doing. Um, yes. Uncle, I, just, I want you to read out where he is again. Where has he moved to? Where has he moved home to? His home in London. No, uh, what's job? Where, where is he reporting under now? Uh, subs- it's uh, reorganized under the subscriptions and services section of Google's devices group. The subscription services and services, services. yeah. yeah. Uh, and he directly reports to the vice president of subscription services. Uh huh. Could we be seeing a rejig there? And um, can see people see where I'm trying to go with this. Uh, where, where are you uh, going, Duncan? Google Game Pass. Yes, uh, that's where I'm going to probably uh, go with that. 
Phil's getting Game Pass. Is that what you're saying? Yes, Google's getting uh, Stadia's getting Game Pass. No, I think uh, I think we're maybe saying because he's moved on to subscription. I think they're going to maybe expand out Pro and maybe make that a bit better or something. I've hopefully I've been talking about them. Hopefully that they do. Uh, I think people can go into this a bit more. Phil, Phil Harrison has been missing in action for a year now, moving over to London and with a demotion. Uh, I think that sums it up. Let me ask you this. How does this section, if, if this is true, again, this can be speculation, but if this was true, how does this make you feel, right? Again, we've been looking for Phil for the longest time. And to hear that Phil is now back in London without anyone coming, and then he's changed position and we had no idea. How does this portrait make you feel? Anyone? That's me. <laughs> Can I get my wee joke in quickly? Uh, I was Go just going to say, this makes me feel good because any time Phil Harrison has been kicked out or walked away from a high-level gaming position, uh, that service or platform has took off. But he's still with Google, man. He's, I yeah, mean, he's with Google, you know, but he's not. He's no longer like head of Stadia by the, the sounds of things. Um, you know, if I'm understanding this correctly. So maybe the fact that he's off the the twenty percent that's there can actually get on and 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 do. Maybe they were limited before. I don't know. Um, but just you know, past history, every time he he moves away from a gaming division, um, it gets better. Okay. I I I would say this makes me happy. But the miscommunication does not, right? I, I wish someone, you know, would tell me what the hell Phil was when we were looking for him. But to know that he's not running Stadia, I, I think that change might actually be a good thing overall. But anyway, just checking in with you guys. What are your thoughts about this? Do you know I'm a game at that? Go ahead. Good space. Okay. Well, I was just going to say... Stadia right now needs a new leadership. They need someone who will step in the light. They need their own Phil Spencer or their own Jim Ryan. They need someone who will talk to the people, not just at Stadia, to the to the consumers, to the, the fans who buy into the system. So the fact that we haven't even heard of uh, Phil Harrison since uh, last year when he shut down SGA is really not a good sign. Uh, if you want a platform that's selling to the public to perform well, you need to see the faces that are behind that. And not just the uh, social media uh, representant. We need to see the leadership. They need to express what their views for the platform is, what their ambition is. And they need to change something, put someone in charge who will talk to to the people. Okay. Okay. Uh... Someone else was going to say something. Yeah, to me, as a gamer, that type of, I don't really care where he is. I don't really look at people's LinkedIn profiles. I don't care of, of the business hierarchy. I never have. I never cared about Shuhei Yoshida, Reggie. I don't care about Phil Spencer. I don't go onto these websites to find out what positions, what they're doing. How how I consume my games is I go onto a YouTube platform and actually just go onto the channels, and that's how I get my information, what's coming to Stadia, which is just about the games. I know a lot of people like to follow 
who's in which hierarchy and who does this and what it brings to the team. But for me, it's just the average Joe Gamer. It doesn't bother me. I'm just going to jump onto this with hopes here. Stadia, I'm just going to take the pee out for myself here as well. Stadia is the only platform where people are stalking that sort of stuff in reality. They're stalking the LinkedIn uh, position changes. They're stalking the job listings. Xbox and PlayStation, they fans stock the job listings. They're not stocking the job listings for Xbox or PlayStation. They're stocking the job listings for Naughty Dog or the Initiative or stuff like that to see what games are actually going to be coming. This is absolutely mad that you're even we're even having this conversation where is phil harrison and the nerf reports uh comment there is absolutely spot on there this is something oh, i think people should be going oh my god oh my god this is there must be some truth in this because of this they have not came out and denied it. And even, I know people are going to be coming on to the tweets later, even the tweets which came out have not denied the story either. There has been no denial of this. So it's a bit mad. And when there was uh, other iffy sort of stuff, I think it was the Death Stranding story, uh, they came out and swiftly shut them down. They have not shut this down. They've just gave a wishy-washy statement to a number of different outlets. And then we've got the, the tweet as well. Yeah. Okay. Anyone else? See, uh, so I'm, I'm, more, I'm more upset. Like I said, I consume my information from YouTube. So like the last 10 days, I've seen like Rick and Morty's coming to extraction. I've seen like Elder Rings DLCs coming. And I've seen like, uh, you know, what's happening in the Witch Queen with armored and guns. If they took away the information and the stuff that was broadcasted, I'll be upset about it. But all this wishy-washy stuff behind the scenes that is not actually being, you know, corrected yet or stated that it is to be true doesn't really bother me. Because I'm not the gamer that actually does all this conspiracies and looks behind the scenes. I'm just a lot. I'm just a gamer that looks of what's actually being promoted, and I just go with it. Okay. So anyone else? The thing else? is, if you're going to be investing your money, which gamers are pretty passionate when it comes to this commitment to platforms, as we all know, um, and where we spend our money, the the issue isn't where someone lives or what's going on. The big issue for me with Stadia has always been that it doesn't have a face at the top, someone really coming out like all of the other big three have and they've never been real transparent about these types of changes in positions which is why people will stock it as soon as something happens at microsoft or sony or whatever most of the time they come out and this is who's going to be leading things this is what's going to be happening and um, that's been a big issue for stadia since launch there's never been a true face there's never been a true mascot or anybody to really carry it on um, and the problems only persisted and gotten worse well, remember the day with like when people were hype, hyping up Mark Cerny? Mark Cerny's going to do an interview on PlayStation 5. I watched that. I was bored to death. So in the end, I'll rather focus on personalities of a platform, not the actual CEOs or the makers of it. I don't, I don't follow all really of that, but often, oftentimes the, the head, like Phil Spencer, for instance, oftentimes one guy does make all the difference. And I am thoroughly convinced that Xbox doesn't exist today after the 2013 debacle, if not for Phil Spencer and his passion and his ability to and team up. And we've just mentioned happen. before about Markham, for example. I love Xbox for what they've done. I don't really care if The Rock Dwayne Johnson comes on the stage and goes, Hello, Phil. Ooh, right. that, that doesn't uh, bother me. It doesn't excite me one bit. 
Right, and you're just a different style of gamer that doesn't care about all of that. But there's also a lot of pe people out there like me who just won't invest in a platform if it's not good starting at the top. Uh, I mean, yes. just go ahead, Maker. I was gonna say, like, look at Nintendo with the uh, Reggie. You know, Reggie was the face of Nintendo for the Still longest time. Still, my boy. <laughs> yeah, and and uh, like Jim Ryan is also a pretty strong character in in sony so uh, i i do think having a face and at least seeing someone uh at least yearly and and i think that's the big problem was we haven't seen someone in what like a year and a half at the very least that's that's crazy to think that that we don't have a face for stadia to to come out every year and say hey this is what you should look forward to our consumers Meanwhile, you've got Xbox showcasing like a bunch of games for each year and Sony and Nintendo and heck, even Amazon's out here advertising all over the place. But but why why Stadia? Why are you so silent? Just tell us you're trying to sell a product to us. We're, no. we're <laughs> monkey. Go Sorry, make, uh, no, I was just going to jump in quick. There's, there's a really easy explanation as to why they didn't have a face why they didn't communicate because i firmly believe you know having experienced this past three years um if they had communicated their true intentions no one would have in invested in stadia stadia has been a beta the proof of concept a proof of concept that we have invested money in on the basis of what, what they first promised and now it's went in the complete opposite direction um <laughs> why would you put a face on that no one is going to take that position that's why phil harris has been hiding he's been hiding because he doesn't want to come out and have to deal um with what was inevitably going to happen you can you can you can say oh and make these excuses of um, or, you know Xbox buying Bethesda was a big game changer. That's why we closed our studios. If if Google was really serious about Stadia being a mainstream gaming platform, they would be looking to acquire or at least still have their own studios, even if they were just making smaller titles uh, with you know a bunch of smaller studios under the SGE banner it would still resemble some sort of mainstream gaming platform but as i say knowing what we know now that was obviously never the long-term goal i don't think okay let me but is let anyone me... asking sorry, sorry is anyone yeah. asking for the face of boosteroid is anyone asking for the face of luna shadow well there's a difference i was just gonna say that looking at the chat two things real quick before ace goes into his thing um, number, number one is that the comparing of Stadia to something like GeForce Now is so, it makes no sense for me. Um, Stadia is a full platform, just like a console, just like an Xbox, just like anything else, but in, in the cloud. It's its own gaming platform. Um, it, it has to create everything and make it happen. Something like GeForce Now is not a platform. It is a, a service. It is a really good virtual PC set up to, to work in a totally different way, but they are tapping into what already exists, which is over a billion PC gamers out there already. And they're just offering another way for those gamers to access their games. If cloud gamers jump in as well, 
and want to get into that, that's awesome. But they've already got that giant pool they're drawing from, and they're not a platform that has to create all of this buzz or these exclusives or get these IPs to draw in the crowd because they already have it. They just need to get some of the content over from PC. So the comparison is is really null. So they don't need a face in the same way that a full-blown single platform needs, like a console or a console in the cloud. Good. Yeah. Good. yeah. Um, so do you guys actually, when you see Reggie and, and all of the past personalities, do you think they actually help you sway to buy games and actual hardware? Heck oh, yeah. they have an impact. Oh, I believe Heck in yeah. the leadership completely, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's, it's putting accountability of the company behind someone who's putting his word, saying, yeah. we're going to do this with a platform. We're going to push it. We're going to bring the games to you. We're making a great system. And it's not just a unsigned post on Twitter with no name, no identity behind. It's someone saying those words coming out of his mouth and putting his name behind it so oh, putting... i feel like i feel like i missed out over the years i need to actually get in contact with the person <laughs> so, with wii no, u the so, one with the playstation vita the, the people who've done the steam i link. love I'm actually, wii u i just, so, yeah. look, just I, need to go I, and find them i i think phil harrison again working with sony working with microsoft i think he knows that and i think he tried to be that face right that's why when you saw say stadium launch you know he was an hygiene he was he was the one promoting the service going telling people about it but I think he kind of left the spotlight after, right? The launch went terrible after, right? The VGA awards embarrassment with the commercials. You stop seeing Phil, right? I think if Stadia, would, this is just me speculating, but I think if Stadia would have took up the way they were expected, I think we would have, we we would see more Phil, right? Um, Anywho, I just want to get Gamer's take here before we move to this and then move to some Twitter posts real quick. So, Gamer, what's your take here, man? Uh, yeah, uh, I mean, I, I'm, I'm right down the middle with it. I, I think Phil moving back to London, hey, man, do what you do. Um, yeah. COVID season, be close to your people. Who cares? I, I don't care where you are. Yeah. Um, and like you said, the further away from Mountain View he is, perhaps that's better for Stadia, right? Um, now, there is a demotion that I see here, and if that took place... And fine, it correlates with the rest of the article. Cool. Um, end of the day, though, regarding needing a face for the platform, I think, yes, you do need a face for the platform, but you also need to be able to execute behind what the face is saying. Um, those were two very distinct uh, differences between what Nintendo, Sony, and uh, Microsoft did. Stadia, even if Phil were out here you know, campaigning like, like a politician, um, Google couldn't couldn't execute with Stadia, so that's all mute and nullified anyway. Um, at the very core of it, though, they uh, they did switch gears. I think they jumped in. They're like, "Holy crap! It's going to cost exponentially a lot more money than we envision to become successful in the consumer market now in the year of 2020 through forever. It's way more money than we expected." So we need to add this B2B side and get this thing spinning and up and running and really shift our gears and focus there um, without dropping the consumer side, obviously. But, you know, that, that, it's very simple, honestly. Yeah. Thank you for that, Gamer. Uh, so just want to highlight this, this piece of the article and then we'll move into some tweets and I want to ask one final question. So Bungie's Sony acquisition, I think we're going to save that for the next um, podcast. But... 
again, this is a lot to pick from here, and we have a lot of members, so I think this is a good focus. So it states here, Google has continued to prop up the steady consumer platform with a steady stream of titles after Google closed the internal game studios known as Steady Games and Entertainment. Insider said that um, said the direct was to the directive was to build out what was internally dubbed a content flywheel, a steady flow of independent titles and content from existing publishing deals that would be much more affordable than secure in AAA blockbusters. Two former employees familiar with this conversation said. So my question to you guys, if this is what Google State is going to become, to where moving forward, they wouldn't work on securing AAA deals. We'll see probably AA deals, right? Like they were saying with the flywheels, flywheel deals that were previously, um, you know, done, right? come to the platform, but then going forward, see more indie titles on this platform. Are you going to be satisfied with Google Stadia, right? Or just, just what's your take here? Are you going to be satisfied or are you going to move on to something else? I was talking to, and now your mama knows, right? He was saying he might, if this is the route that Google Stadia is going to go, he might consider getting the PlayStation 5, right? So just what's your take on this portion of the article? And then we'll move to some tweets. So to get started here, let's check in with Duncan. I was just waving my hand because Hell Monkey was, because I was just trying to annoy him. <laughs> Uh, this here, uh, I think, is one of the uh, the key ones here. Uh, I know people don't believe things when I say, but I'm going to come out with this as well. And I have I've seen uh, this info. Uh, I think people don't realize how much of a bind state is in with game sales and stuff like that. <laughs> it, I'm going to put this into context for people. There is Stadia. If you just think Stadia content creators have made more money than games that have been put onto the platform, that some of Wait, the say, sales. Say that again. What? If you're a Stadia content, one of those say I don't want to name them. If you are a Stadia content creator out there, some of them have earned more money than devs have earned on Stadia themselves. How do you I know that? Uh, I've seen the game sales of a number of games. And, interesting. Uh, yep. Interesting, yes. And uh, there have been quite a lot. I'm talking game sales here. So uh, this is the bind they're going to be in going forward. If games are not selling, they are not going to come to the platform because bringing games to the platform uh, costs money. So... And with them cutting the funding of games coming, it's going to be a double-edged sword. And this is where they cannot turn off the tap completely or they are going to be in a world of trouble because people will not come and continue to game on the platform if the games aren't there. But the games won't come there unless they put their hands in their pockets and bring the games. I'm hoping that it is more of a cut rather than a complete and utter cull of the, the budget to bring the games in onto the platform. This is uh, This should be a worry. There is going to be places uh, for lots of different cloud services and things like that, but you're still going to have to generate revenue for people to uh, 
make money. Gaming is a business, and I think people forget this all the time. People just get caught up in the bright, bright lights. I am a, I'm a Stadium. I'm an Xbox guy. I'm a PlayStation fan, and they forget that gaming is a business. And if developers are not going to make any money, they are not going to bring their titles. They do not bring titles just out from the goodness of their heart. There has been a number of developers out there who have brought their games to Stadia and they have lost money. I think people do not realise that and you can believe me, you don't have to believe me, you think I, you can think I'm talking the biggest load of nonsense going there, but I have seen some of the stuff and it's not a pretty picture for some of the games. Okay. Thank you for that, Duncan. Go ahead. To write on what Duncan is saying, that that not all devs are making profit on Stadia. Actually, a lot of them are losing money. What's going to happen with live service games that are currently on Stadia? Because Stadia, I know they are are working on tools to uh, run DirectX uh, games more easily. Uh, But it's running on a Linux machine. If you're porting a game to Stadia, most of the time you have to do a special port and you have to modify a lot of stuff. When they brought Destiny over, it took a month, like something like six or eight months, I, I believe, to complete the port, working, uh, putting a lot of hours into it. But then you have to do the updates. Uh, Fortnite isn't on Stadia because they were afraid of the commitment they had to take to constantly do the uh, updates on the game that would be expensive if Stadia didn't have enough of a player pool. So if we're looking at games like Destiny that just got purchased by uh, Sony, uh, you got games like PUBG, you got like live active uh, games, uh, service games that are pretty costly to keep up to date because you have to uh, communicate with other platforms you might see some of the, these games actually get pulled from Stadia in the future if that direction is, uh, they keep that direction and they're not sending in more money for uh, the updates of those games. So it is kind of worrying to see uh, that kind of statement being done. So when you're playing on the platform, you need different kind of flavors. Indie games are great, but you also need your triple A's, you need your double A's, you need all kind of game to make it a well-spread platform so that whatever type of experience you want to get, you have it available. You you finish a AAA, just do a little indie game on the side before you get back into another big AAA title. You need those experiences. AAA titles will bring players to a platform, not the small indie ones, because most indie games will be available on most platforms. You look at uh, some uh, titles like uh, Stardew Valley, for example, that I've been playing lately. That game is even available on mobile. It's on Game Pass. It's on everything. It's not the game that will bring you to a platform, even though you enjoy playing that game. So getting small indie games is good for the platform, but you cannot just run only out of those games. Okay. Good to hear that space. So I'm just going to open this up for the sake of time uh, because I do have one more segment here with the tweets that I do want to showcase here. But anyone else with this AAA game, how important is this if Stadia is not going to focus in this move forward? Yeah, I've been saying for the last year or so, I'm not an Indies fan and I don't really play AA titles. So if Stadia step away and focused on games, I'm out. 
and that's just not stadia that's for a lot of cloud i feel like that this year we're not going to see bandai namco square enix capcom come to a lot of services so i feel like even though i enjoy the services i just feel like if the game's not there for me i'm actually doing i am stepping back a little bit okay fair enough anyone else with this yeah let me say really quickly um yeah. i'm going to touch on uh, just one point i think um triple a games will still come maybe not as many as we were accustomed to i believe we will still see them the strategy behind these indies and double a titles you know it might not be such a bad look right because you're going to find some hits somewhere in there you're going to have that that you know one one-off wonder um and if it's uh if it's only playable on stadia for let's say it's a timed exclusive or whatever it might be perhaps and again you know if it isn't then fine but perhaps there are other features with stadia that that that's more enticing to play the game over there right there are things that they aren't going to stop development on the stadia platform right they're going to continue to develop the platform for their b2b clients and as a result b2c clients will benefit from that and whatever games are there will also benefit from that that could be maybe a server upgrade who knows maybe b2b2c clients are like hey you need to upgrade your servers in order to compete with aws and azure and perhaps that's something they do we don't know yet um so i wouldn't think too far ahead into any of this just yet give it a little time give it a little runway and and see how it goes because if i can enjoy AAA titles on gfn or xcloud but i can hop back over to stadia to enjoy a quick you know one-off special featured base title with cool stadia experience it's fine i'll do that because it's still the most console-like experience okay fair enough fair enough thank you for that uh, uh gamer anyone else here I would like to, before you move on to the tweets, just say that, especially with watching chat, I haven't even heard anybody in the panel here yet say the word dead. Uh, I, I, and I've never said Stadia would be be dead. I don't quite know where this all comes from. Duncan might have used the word dead here and there. He likes to spice it up. But the, I think the, the broader point of a conversation like this for everybody is not to say whether a platform is to survive or die, but to really put in perspective where it is and where it might be heading, and can they even be competitive with the likes of Microsoft, Sony, and Nintendo? Well, in their current path and the things that we've seen the past year, no, no, they cannot in any way, shape, or form be competitive with those companies. But does Stadia have to be to exist for a long time or forever? No, they can carve out their own situation. And just like Gamer said, you might get that handful of triple A's, couple double A's and indies and the current gamers and some casual gamers will continue to be happy with that. They can develop the service. People might jump on every now and then, but it doesn't make them competitive in the space to say where like Microsoft, Sony, and Nintendo, like these other companies are starting to target the billions of gamers now. Like that's what the terminology they use now. They spend billions and they're targeting the billions. That's not Stadia. That's fine. Nobody's saying that means death or dying, but it's not competitive and it's not going to make them grow exponentially to where they can get all these titles. It's going to continue to be a slow mover with very minimal titles and that may be absolutely fine for a lot of gamers and I would never knock that. I think Stadia still has something pretty special, but it wouldn't be for me because I need every single, as Ace would say, banger, every single AAA, I need all of them. And if you're not going to bring them, I'm not going to be on the platform, but that doesn't mean it's not okay 
for you or for somebody else. It, it's just that they're not going to be competitive in the bigger space. Yeah. That doesn't mean they're dead. That doesn't mean anyone's saying they're dead. Right. Right. Yeah. Thank uh, you for yeah. that. Go ahead. I, I don't, I don't see them dying uh, at least anytime soon. I, I do think that event, there's this eventuality of death in just about every service, every kind of platform, because things change, things move on. Um, but I think it's going to linger on. And uh, someone mentioned uh, the smaller titles. Some of the smaller titles can be really big hits. You know, Fall Guys, Among Us. Uh, there's there's a lot of like really small titles that can be hugely impactful. Uh, Fortnite started as a small little base building game, and look at look at what Fortnite is now. It's it's a, a juggernaut. Um, and, and I, I think that's where uh, there can be that surprise, that upset, but but the chances are low. All right, let's uh, let's just get to these tweets uh, for the sake of time, real quick, right? So with everything that happened yesterday, um, this is Google Stadia's response, right? Again, a lot of news articles, news media started covering this after this business insiders article went live. So the respond is, if you hear one thing, hear this. The Stadia team is working really hard on a great future for Google Stadia and cloud gaming. We hope you agree, and we know the proof is in the plane. And then they follow that up. We're particularly proud of offering 50 games to pro members in February with 100 titles to join Stadium 2022. Plenty of free-to-play days for everyone to enjoy. And then they continue. There's also more feature goodness come to Stadium 2, stuff we can't talk about yet. But we promise to share that when we can. Have a great weekend, Stadiums, right? So you hear this, and uh, some people have brought this back to this, right? So again, if you guys don't know what Google Plus is, was pretty much Google's Facebook competitor, Google's social platform. And a lot of people were speculating that the service was going to go to the graveyard. And we got rebuttals like this from, you know, people who were top, right, here we go, right? Again, just showing, saying, hey, we hear that you guys are thinking that Google Stadia, uh, Google Plus was going to go to the graveyard, but we're telling you guys it's not, right? The anticipated uh, dismantling of Google Plus has been greatly exaggerated, right? From the vice president, right? Words against all fabricated all fabricated blocks fair rumors circulating the social network like bullshit around the curse of a long dead animal if you follow this article it stays pretty much that google's plus is is not going anywhere right so is would you say this is gaslighting right would you say this is the proper way of them to respond back to all of that stuff that took place yesterday or was there a different approach that you guys feel they should have took with answering all of this nonsense that took place? Anyone, hop on. Uh, so, something I want to bring about this is that one thing that happened to Google Plus towards the end is also they started dealing with a business-to-business side with a the product. They've done uh, enterprise uh 
basically office suits so that uh, businesses could communicate and the employees one to the other. They also took a Google photo out of that and a bunch of services that uh, spun out of that. But uh, when they they brought in the white label service, the business to business, that was sort of the uh, end of Google Plus, and they were still talking about Google Plus staying in there. It's very similar languages, but that's the kind of languages that they have to do as long as the platform is there, because as long as the, the shot hasn't been, hasn't been called, they have to keep business as usual because it, it might turn around anytime soon, or it or also sometimes the people saying those things don't even know that it's going to shut down. So it's really hard to put value on those kind of uh, tweets when the person writing it is not the person taking the decision. Right. Yeah. So that, uh, yeah, I was going to allude to that. Um, so if I'm the one that's so head of marketing social at Stadia and uh, I've been told by my bosses that Stay there is going to continue. We're going to bring 100 games. We're going to bring the features. Then I'm going to go out and say that. You know, I'm going to put that into the, into the public because that is what I have been told. Whether that ends up being the case or not is, is a different story. You've got to remember as well the people working at Stadia, um, who, as they say, are, are working very hard, and I do not doubt that for a minute. Um, they're working for their jobs as well. You know, um, if if I enjoy a job I'm doing, which most of them probably do, I'm going to fight for it. I'm going to fight to keep the division going. Um, when I say division, I say I mean like the, the stadia division of will. I'm going to fight to keep that going and to work in the progress that they have made. Um, but when it comes to consumers, and especially in gaming. We like to see a face. Most of us do. Um, sorry to bring this back around, but um, having someone out there that stands there and assures you that this is going to happen and we're going to do this and we're going to bring these games and we've just bought these studios, um, to have the balls to put your face right there front and centre is, is big. And unfortunately, Stadia's never had that. So this is the sort of information that we have to break down and decide for ourselves whether we trust it or not. And that is going to come down to everyone's own opinions and their own perceptions. Uh, so none of us will sit here and say that Stadia will definitely still be around as it is just now. But we also can't say, you know, the opposite e- either way. <laughs> because the Google um, history on these things is um, questionable. Can I ask you a question? Is is this then gaslighting your consumers? No. Uh, let me ask this, right? No, hold on, hold that's on. what I mean. Hold on. So with Google+, Plus, it was a free product. You didn't have to pay for it, right? Mm-hmm. But with Google Stadia, right, for them, if if this is the case, again, we don't know. This is all speculation. But with Stadia, it's a different approach to where you're actually spending money, right? Yeah. So moving forward, right, if a game comes out of Stadia in 60 bucks, right, you pay for it if anything was to happen to stadia right you potentially can lose that as with this you're not losing anything you just need gmail account to sign up for it so like is, is this gaslighting is this saying everything is okay guys go still purchase games in stadia with the potential of it you know shutting down 
it's it's only gaslighting if the person or persons uh, putting out that information knows that it's not true. I firmly believe at the time, um, what's his face there, uh, Mr Horowitz, firmly believed that that would be the case. And I believe that Stadia believes, the, the, the people at Stadia still believe that that's going to be around as well. But at the end of the day, they are lower down and, and the company, they don't make the big decisions that could affect uh, these services going forward. They don't, they don't have the ultimate say. So if they believe their bosses and their higher-ups that that's to be the case, then I don't think we can throw the, the gaslighting around. And it's hard to prove whether they actually know or not. Okay, fair enough. Anyone yeah. else with this? Uh, I I wanted to say a bit. Uh, I've I've been a part of a, a business that closed down, and I worked. I was told nothing was different. Continue working as usual. Uh, all, all up until the day he sat us down and said, "Hey, we're shutting down in about two and a half weeks." So I would start applying at other places and stuff, and it. It was a shock, and but that's how businesses are. You know, m- m- the contract that I'm working on right now ends in three months. We just hired ten people, um, so a lot of these people we don't we don't know if our contract's going to get renewed, if we're going to have jobs after that, if we met our SLAs enough for us to, you know, keep keep our jobs. Uh, so, I think that's that's where you know, you don't know you're, you're an employee. You just, you're there to do a job. And, and I think whoever sent out this message probably is just doing their job. You know, they were told to say this and they believed, you know, everything they've been told. Yeah. It's keep on going. Yeah. And don't forget like this, if this article is true, right. They're saying there's still some people working within, you know, the steady team who is still really passionate about this and who won it to so maybe you know in a way those people are still you know kind of advocating for it but anyway it's just a discussion piece i just want to you know start up conversation to see where you guys are with this but anyone else about this go ahead space i just wanted to add a part uh, concerning uh the comment we brought up for uh sgne last year phil harrison went to the sgne studio talked to the employees praised their work and told them like everything was great then a week after the employees learned at the same time than we did that their division was shutting down some of them saw it on social media before they got the email with a memo in it that's how bad it was uh done and phil harrison was asked if he knew back then when he visited the studio that they were going to shut it down he said he did he already knew he was shutting up down he was just going around to see how things were running, but he already knew that he was about to shut down the division. So it's not a good outlook. Yeah, but let me just chime in really quickly. That's right. From a leadership position, you have to do that, right? You you can't go in and say, "Oh, you know, it's it's looking bad, guys." <laughs> you know, it's like absolutely. You got it. You got you got to go in there, and it's business as usual. Keep moving. You guys are doing a great job, which. They probably were. Um, so I understand all of that. Now, regarding the the um, tweets and all of that good stuff, 
few things that I saw, they didn't dispute the fact that Google deprioritized Stadia yeah. globally. They didn't dispute that. Um, they didn't. They didn't say, "Hey, Google, uh, no, we're actually going to pay money for AAA games." They didn't dispute that. Nothing there. So it really didn't say anything um, to, I guess, combat the BI article at all. They simply gave hope that they aren't going anywhere for the consumers. That's what, it. Okay. What are your thoughts about no. that specifically? Um, I'm okay with that. It's like, you know, the, the energy for the day was super low, really down. And I look at that as a positive move because last year they wouldn't have done that. Hmm. Okay. So I, I think it was, it was a very smart thing to do. They didn't lie to anybody. They said, hey, here's what's up. We got 100 games coming. Cool. Is that enough? Probably not. How many triple A's? Probably three to ten. Who knows? But still a hundred games coming. And and a new feature for everybody, B2B and B2C. That's it. Yeah. Fair enough. Go I, ahead, Duncan. I just want to jump in really quick so that we're we're over now. Oh my god, we're over time. We're over time. Oh, yeah. uh, we'll, uh, we'll wrap up with this. Go ahead. I know you want to ask one more question at the end, so I'll be really quick. If you go look at that tweet again, uh, it isn't just Stadia, it's Stadia and Cloud Gaming. That uh, is something well worth reading in that, in that tweet. Again, hinting at white labeling. I'm just putting that out there. It hasn't been denied. Also, this was somebody, somebody actually went in and sent this tweet. I know that sounds ridiculous the way I just explained it there, but if you go and look at where this tweet was sent from, it was not sent from one of the social media uh, applications you have. It was sent through the web browser. You can check that out underneath the tweet. So someone has went in and done this, we'll just say manually, instead of using one of them. So I think that is a nice curious bit there. I think this is good. They've actually came out and did something. I think the message was wishy-washy. It did say, didn't say anything. Uh, it gave hope to uh, stadiums out there. Uh, but for people who would be uh, stadia skeptics, and uh, it's, it said nothing. Uh, it was just absolute nothing in it. But for stadiums, it, it just it was as uh, gamer was saying there trying to raise the spirits which i think is actually good the story was too big for them to ignore i would have preferred a blog post you said what they would have said uh, instead of the the tweet a blog post or a proper interview with someone at stadia uh, with a website to actually put this out uh, and not business or game business like an ign or something along them a game spot an apps a gamers one not a business related one Cool, cool. All right, fellas, for the sake of time, want to respect time, but this was a great discussion piece. And again, we didn't get to the Sony stuff, which I will make sure we put a little segment in the next podcast too, because that's good, big news as well. Just want to see what that means for Cloud Game as a whole. But I think we really dived deep in this article. There's still so much more to talk about, um, but just goes to show how big it was. If you guys haven't read it yet, do i think it's very informative for sure but yeah appreciate you guys watching and just gonna give the members a chance to plug the channels and let them let you guys know where uh, you can find them for sure so to get started uh we'll start with gamer what do you do sir and where can people find you uh yeah just find me here and on twitter gamer tv for sure good to have you and loved your intake or input on the discussion piece so 
Yeah, yeah. All right, Duncan, what do you do, sir? Where can people find you? Creative games, lots of cloud gaming content. We've also got a mobile channel, which we are starting to push. There's going to be cloud gaming mobile and just general mobile stuff in that. Cool, man. Duncan, always good to have you in here. Makers, what do you do, sir? Where can people find you? Um, I'm over at Cloudy with Games as well. Uh, currently working on a video for them. Uh, but uh, And I'm on here with CGX Gameplay, some some videos on there you might have seen are from me. And uh, uh, you can find me on Twitter if you're looking for gaming news. I post a lot of gaming news. Oh, I retweeted on my Twitter. So uh, feel free to follow me. Maker Chaos 12 is the tag. So Awesome, awesome. So always, Maker, it's good to have you on this panel. How about you, uh, Holtz? What do you do? Where can people find you? Well, um, this week I was actually going to dive into Sifu if I actually get my audio levels right. I actually done some recording of Pokemon Legends and my mic was just too low compared to the gameplay. So I feel in this content creation, it's trial and error. So I feel like this week it'll be Sifu or Kingdom Hearts on the Switch. And if not, you can actually check me out on like Rock Review 22 with Vet Ray and Rock. Or you can see me sometimes drop in with Now Your Mother Knows where we usually just speak about cloud or with other fans of like playstation and xbox nice always holds good to have you in here dr space ben what do you do sir where can people find you uh you can find me on twitter at dr spaceman media or on twitch where i do all of my streams now so dr spaceman games i stream i got a podcast every thursday evening with maker of chaos ray vet and jd uh where we look at cloud gaming news and well gaming news in general as well <clears throat> and i do some uh streamings here and there usually on sunday evenings so oh, cool thanks spaceman good to have you on here as well how about you uh monkey want to plug in then thank you everyone for tuning in once again it's it's great um chat's been good uh, I have nothing to plug. You know where to find me here. I can't go far with one leg these days. Holtz, hit me up in the private messages. I may have a trick for your audio. Um, probably leave it till tomorrow morning now. But thanks again, everyone. Yeah, for sure. And a new member to CGX, Jerry. <laughs> Good to have you in here. I'm not still new, no, yeah. <laughs> How you doing, sir? I know. Plug. People, yeah. people have been confused. But, you know, for yeah. those of you who don't know, Game Tech Planet is still alive and well. It's doing a focus on local content, news, all that kind of thing. And my cloud-focused content has come to CGX. I've joined the guys here, a great team. So now there's four of us to, uh, to really focus on the cloud content here. So I'm excited uh, to keep going but yeah it's my first week so you know it is what it is but it's been a lot of fun it's weird seeing jerry cgx right down there and being called gtp and jerry and everything in one podcast but i think we'll all find our our flow our stride right, so right. but i'm excited man i'm excited to be two people <laughs> awesome i did get to get to have you on here and again get to have you as a part of cgx for sure but yeah guys, can i name him can i name him go ahead I'll think of a name for him for next week. Okay, next week. Here. But Jesse, that's scary. Well, I'm not here next week. I just realized I'm not here next week. I'm not here. Uh, we'll, we'll talk more about that. Jerry Extreme. Jerry Extreme. But this is the poll 94 if you guys voted, and uh, 68% said Stadia's in trouble. 
and 32% said not so much. Quite interesting. Appreciate you guys um, participating in that poll. And yeah, appreciate you guys watching. We'll be back somehow, some form next week. But this was a good discussion piece. Thank you, panel members. Thank you, viewers. We'll catch you guys in the next one. Peace out.